Mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life won't live in the past. All I wanna do now is making it last. It's time for another conversation. Welcome to Making It Last podcast, where it's all about helping us to have better relationships, not just with ourselves, with other people. I'm Noreen Dale. And we're with Jeff Gargas. And where are you, Jeff? I am in Ohio, a little okay. bit south of Cleveland. I'm in a town called Akron. If you're familiar with LeBron James, I'm right just outside of his hometown. Oh, okay. Okay. So basketball fans, you, you, you just heard that. So he is the author and COO and co-founder of Teach Better Team. Before we get into the conversation, what, what is that about? Uh, so Teach Better Team, uh, teachbetter.com, we work with uh, school teachers in school districts um, around uh, around the United States, actually teachers all around the world, mm-hmm. primary clients, our partner schools are here in the United States. Uh, we do a lot of, we do professional development work and support in teachers. So that can look like strategic planning and consulting with the district leaders okay. um, or, you know, actually run an ongoing training, that ongoing education that educators um, um, look for and are, mm-hmm. are always trying to do to continue to be better at their practice. And mm-hmm. so we support mm-hmm. them in a variety of different ways. And along with that, we do a lot of stuff trying to create free resources for them. We have a ton of, you know, blog posts and videos and online courses. And, mm-hmm. um, and we've got a lot, of, we do a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of live streams. We've got a, a speaker's network, a podcast network, uh, an ambassador program, over 200 educators from around the world who blog with us over at teachbetter.com. And we've got a conference coming up here uh, that we did in 2019 and then COVID stopped us the last two years, and we're bringing it back here in nice. about uh, about five weeks now, too. So a lot going on. Nice, nice. And you're an author of? Tell us a little bit about the book. Uh, yeah, so the book, I'm an author, co-authored. Uh, there was four of us that wrote a book uh, called Teach Better, uh, oddly enough. Okay. Um, and it was, <laughs> okay. It's a combination of the four of our journeys to finding each other and, and building building the company, but also um, the, the pedagogical realizations that, that we had and, and our exp- different backgrounds and experience that are connected to uh, education and teaching and kind of how we got got to where we were at the time of the book, which mm-hmm. that came out back in 2019. So it's been out for a little while and okay. lots changed since then. But uh, yeah, so the book's called Teach Better. Okay. Okay. All right. So with all of that, it now gives us a context. And what we're going to be talking about this time around is how can one overcome their fear of failure? Talk to us. Oh, wow. Um, so that's been a big one for me. I've, I've been starting businesses for as long as I can remember. I don't even know how many I've started or what they all were at this point in my life. <laughs> okay. um, and obviously not all those businesses were successful. Um, some were, um, were, were pretty successful. Some were okay. Some didn't even get off the ground started. They were just an idea that almost became a thing that it didn't, didn't become a thing. And some crashed and burned pretty hard. And um, for me, I, I, I look back at, back at all the different times that I've had failures that I've had in public in the sense of my friends and family, people who knew me, like I talked about my, the things I was doing, I was excited about it. Every typically people told me, Hey, maybe you should not do that and go get your degree and get a real job, quote unquote, things like that. And I would always push back. And then the failure of that happened. I had to go then say, Hey, that's uh, you know, that didn't work out and, and continually pushing through there. And for me, one of the biggest ones was when I had my, I had a record label when I was younger that I, that I found in positions. Nice. Funny enough, that's actually how I met my co-founder, Chad. I managed his band. That's a whole nother story, but a fun <laughs> okay. one as well. He was mm-hmm. a great drummer in a rock band. And, uh, and then we ended up becoming friends after that and then eventually started this company. But 
um, the record label was a big one for me because that was a huge passion for me and getting through that failure and being able to then try again to go after something after that ended, um, I don't want to say abruptly, but ended badly. It's just, mm-hmm. it, it was, it was a rough, a rough one for me. And I don't know if, if we want to go deeper in details, I can with that, but uh, you know, and for me, it was, it was the, it was a struggle. And I look back at all the times that I failed and how pushing through those failures and the fear of doing it again has helped me now be a better leader, be a better teammate, uh, and per- honestly, just being a better person as well. Let's let's unpack that for a little bit. Okay. How how then did you push through all of that? Because other well, somebody listening is saying, you know, I've had a lot of fail, whether businesses or relationships, but somehow I haven't been able to just rise above all of that. What is it that allowed you to say, hey, let me push through all of this and you know continue? Yeah. So. Um... I, for me, it's where I pull from for that is, and when I realized what I needed to do was, was that particular one, which was the biggest one, in my opinion, was the, the rec label. Cause okay. you know, I was, I played in bands when I was younger. I wanted to be a rock star. Like that was my whole, that was my plan. Like I didn't, like I could, you know, I used to say all the time, I'd rather die, die poor than not play music. And it was <laughs> just what, what I wanted to do. It's what I believed I was meant to do. And so, you know, and it was, it was, it was at the the tail end of CDs fade now. And we weren't quite sure like what does streaming look like? How does this whole thing work? And like, you know, how do you know, it was just a weird time in the, the music industry and we were struggling to, to get by. And I, you know, I promised myself at the beginning of it that as a musician, I said, if I ever got to the point where I felt like I needed to take advantage of artists in order to make it, that was it. I'm done. And I got to the point where honestly, I was sitting, I, we were just not making money. We just weren't able to survive. And I was literally going, I, there's no way I can do this unless I become a snake. And I'm like, and I, you know, and try to take from my artists. I'm like, I'm not going to do that. So this, okay. this has to be the end of it. And in, in the area here, we were, you know, we had, I think I had seven artists that were on a five, five or six artists that were on a contract hmm. and some of them, some of them toured regionally, some of them toured even internationally, but we were, you know, a small local to regional level uh, label. And in this area, I, you know, people called me Jeff TF. The, the record label was called FTF Records. So they just, you know, the local name they, I got, was, oh, okay. Jeff TF. And I kind of built myself like I wasn't the guy, I wasn't going to get you famous. That wasn't, that wasn't what I was trying to do. My hope was to get you prepared to maybe go after the next level guys that can help you actually go further up. Mm-hmm. And I've become known here as Jeff TF. Like they, you know, they called my, my wife was, you know, Jeff TF's wife. And like, everything. <laughs> so like okay. I had this thing and I became so attached to that, that that I was a musician guy, that I was a record label guy, that I had my business, that I was Jeff TF. I was someone with that. And when that all, when I had to like make the decision, say, this is done, I, it made, it crushed me. And I fell into a deep depression where I just shut everyone out. I stopped talking to people, uh, those that I had to interact with because my family and stuff, I put on a smile. I just basically lied to everyone, including myself and just kind of hid my head and, and just struggled for, for about six months or so. I think it was, We've all been socialized to actually fear failure, but failure is not to be feared. We're going to continue this conversation right after a word from our partners. Mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life won't live in the past. All I want to do now is making it last. I recently have been coached by the great 
Miss Noreen Daly. I own a video company. I'm also an online influencer. So I do a lot of speaking virtually and in person. She was able to point out some of my weaknesses that I didn't yet notice. And I 100% recommend Miss Noreen Daly as your coach. Noreen Daly, redefining the way you communicate. Photography is an art, but more so, photography must come from the heart. Precious moments, priceless times. Take a pic and know it will turn out fine. BMC Photography JA, beautiful moments captured. Let's go. Langdo Language Institute was created to meet your language and communication needs. All of our packages were created just for you. We are passionate about language and dedicated to your success. We offer the CSEC English program, the Study Body program, the Get Ahead with English program, and the Business Communication program. Contact us at 767 285-0938 or email us at langdolanguage at gmail.com because the real question is how can we help you? Mothers and fathers Husbands and wives Sisters and brothers Friends for life won't live in the past All I wanna do now is making it last are you still fearing failure? Well, this is the conversation for you. We're going to give you some more ways how to overcome your fear of failure. And then eventually I was, in, I was in the hallway in our house and it like all came boiling up, all came to the surface. I don't know why, what, I don't remember what it was that triggered that all to happen in that moment mm -hmm. walking in the hallway. And I just lost it. Couldn't hold it anymore. Started to cry, just weeping uncontrollably. Kind of hit the wall, went down on, on the ground with my hands and my knees and or my, my face and my hands on my knees. Just crying. My wife came by and obviously a little concerned. And she's like, what's going on? And I said, you know, I just probably blabbered on for a whatever, you know, about all the feelings I was having. But I told her, I'm like, if I'm not Jeff TF, who am I? Mm. Wow. And she looked at me and she doesn't even know what she did that day. She still doesn't realize what she did that day because just just how she is. She just goes, well, you're Jeff and I love you. And then walked away. And like, Aww. and I'd love to say that that fixed it that day, but it didn't. Right. And so that reminded me of, um, I don't know if you've, if you've seen the Disney classic Cool Runnings uh, with the Jamaican bobsled team, where mm -hmm. there's a scene where Doris, the, the leader of the team is in the hotel room and coach Irv comes in and they're talking about how coach Irv got busted for cheating and lost his gold medals. And mm -hmm. is like, you know, but you had it all, you had gold medals and coach says, yeah, but I had made it all about winning. I had to be that. Wow. That was that. And he said, you know, a gold medal is a great thing, but if you're not enough without it, you'll never be enough with it. Mm. There's this weird moment when she said that to me, <laughs> I don't want to say that she channeled coach Irv, but like these two things came together. And I don't know when I actually pieced together. It was like, I started this mantra in my head of like, well, if you're not enough without success, then you're never gonna be enough with it. Love and that. I had to have this realization that I had a wife that loved me. I had people in my life that cared about me. Um, even people who I was embarrassed to tell that I that my business failed, they cared about me. 
They weren't going to care about that, even though I thought they wanted me to succeed. I was doing things for the right reason. I was a good person. I'm trying to build mm-hmm, stuff. Mm-hmm. I had to be okay and be okay with me, who I was, regardless of what the title was, what my role was, what kind of car I had, anything like that, in order to actually enjoy any success I might end up having. And again, I'd love to say that was an overnight thing that mm-hmm. took a long time for the me to process. realize. But what that allowed me to do then is go, oh, here's an idea. I'm excited again for this new venture that honestly has a good chance it's going to fail because let's face it, most businesses do. And I was able to go, you know what? I'm going to take a shot. My wife's behind me. I'm going to go for it because if I don't, if I fail, I'm still that same person. I'm still the yes. good person. I'm still Jeff and she loves me, right? And I have to, love, you know, so like not to sound too cliche or cheesy, but like you have to, for me, it's you have to be okay with who you are, regardless of mm-hmm. what it is. And for me, that's also helped, I think, as we continue to grow and our business has been very successful, very profitable, and it's grown tremendously over the last seven years. And I'm constantly reminding myself that like that doesn't matter. And whatever we end up being, I've got I've got to be Jeff. And it's not worth it if I'm not Jeff. And if we doesn't work and I gotta go go get a job in the restaurant industry again or something of that nature, that's okay because I'm still Jeff. I'm still the person that I'm trying to be. And so for me, it's it's that constantly reminding myself that if you're not enough without success, you're never going to be enough with it. So you got to figure out how mm. to be enough first. Mm-hmm. You have to figure out how to be enough. I like that. I like that. What else or that worked for you, but for those around you, how do you, th- what do you think they have done to overcome their fear of failure? Because what you just said is, is, for a person who has a strong sense of self mm-hmm. and there are going to be people who listen, watch this, who are not quite there yet. So yes. what else could you say to somebody else to say, Hey, this is another way. I hear some other ways to overcome your fear of failure. I, I think a, a big part in this, they can go hand in hand or they, they maybe work so, uh, separately as well is, mm-hmm. is building your, I, I talk about building your team and I don't mean building like your employees and your team in a business, but building your team of your life and surrounding uh-huh. yourself with people that, that one that you can be transparent with, because I wasn't, I hid and I hmm. beat it up and let it build up inside myself where maybe if I would have said, Hey, I'm hurting. I'm terrified that I'm never gonna be able to come anything. The people that cared about me could have said, you're cool, dude. Like it's okay. Mm-hmm. And we could have got there faster or I could have mm-hmm. tried something differently. And so I think look for the people in your life that, that are that that care about you and sometimes that can be hard to find and and reach out to people and be transparent with them of like hey i'm i'm scared i'm worried about failure i'm worried about this thing i'm doing i'm, I'm i want to try stuff but i i'm worried that i'm either going to be judged or that i'm i can't i'm not going to survive financially or i don't i'm not smart enough i'm not uh you know uh smooth enough in my sales talk or whatever the thing might be mm-hmm. so that those you can build that that surround surround yourself with those people. And that, that might be one person, three people, five people, 10 people, whatever that can be your support system to give you some of the strength and some of that self um, self-worth that maybe you haven't got yet. Right. And remind you that you are um, worthy, that you are something or help guide you in the right direction. If you're not quite there yet, because like self-awareness and that realization, stuff like that, that, you know, to your point, like that's, that's not easy. It's mm-hmm. not easy to get there. Like I said, it wasn't an overnight thing. This was like a four or five year span that I finally got to that point and looking back and reflecting, realizing that that moment was special. It didn't happen in that hallway. Like hmm. I didn't suddenly start talking to everybody and being happy. Like it took a long time. But when I finally realized, oh, you were terrified of taking risk and you've taken a bunch since what happened as I got older, I started to realize, oh, that's what happened. 
And so I think if you're not there yet, mm-hmm. the more people you can surround yourself with that are that are truly honest with you. I don't mean mean and brutal, but right. but honest with you. Right. That kind ca- candor of of they they understand you better than most, and they're willing to talk to you, and you're able to open up and be transparent with them. There's a better chance that you're going to get that realization that you're enough and that you're strong enough to be able to fight through and know that you've got that's for lack of a better term, that safety net of people to help you if you don't. And I think that's, that's a key piece. We've come to the end of part one of how can one overcome their fear of failure? Stay tuned. Part two is coming next week. Mothers and fathers, husbands and wives, sisters and brothers, friends for life won't live in the past. All I want to do now is making it last.